You're listening to Elk Point Baptist Church. Subscribe to our podcast to hear every sermon and like us on Facebook by searching Elk Point Baptist Church, located in Elk Point, South Dakota. It, that's a hard stop. That's a hard stop on that, I guess. All right. Get out. Okay. All right, let's take our Bibles, please, to Exodus chapter 4. Exodus 4. Exodus 4. So, uh... I've always been an, an honest person and be honest with everyone. Uh, I want to apologize for maybe some confusion with uh, this, uh, your, your books. Uh, <clears throat> they are uh, devotionals, and you can, take <clears throat> you can take them home and do devotionals. But I was a little hesitant, uh, just like, hey, if you're already doing a devotional, don't feel like you have to do this one. It's okay, like it's not a big deal. And then, um, and then there was just some confusion of, oh, we're supposed to do this at home? I'm like, well, yeah, you can. You don't have to. Uh, don't, just don't feel guilty if you're not. Like it's not, a, it's not a big deal. But I am watching and I am looking over your notes. So, but anyway, so maybe that was, the, that was the confusion. So today is lesson three. And in your notes is pages 36 and 37. In the book that you're in, that's page 36 and 37. Throughout the week, you'll be doing lesson four. Okay? Throughout the week, you'll be doing lesson four. Is this week, starting Monday, starting tomorrow, lesson four, number one. Um, And then on Sunday next week, lesson four. Okay? And that's, you know, I'm, I'm sorry about that. I really do apologize for that confusion. And that was the reasoning. I just, um, I didn't want, if you're already doing a devotional, I don't feel like you have to do this one. I want you to, you know, devotions to me is kind of a a personal, you know, it's a personal thing, a choice that you do with God. Uh, If you're already doing one, continue to do the one that you're doing. If you want to pick a good one, uh, we have a good one here uh, that's out of bondage. All right, there's there's that. So Exodus 4. Exodus 4, we will review after we read uh, Exodus 4, uh, 1 through 15. Exodus 4, 1 through 15. The Bible says, And Moses answered and said, But behold, they will not believe me, nor hearken unto my voice. For they will say, The Lord hath not appeared unto thee. And the Lord hath said unto him, What is in thine hand? And he said, A rod. And he said, the Lord said, cast it on the ground. And he cast it on the ground, and it became a serpent. And Moses fled from before it. (laughs) He was scared. And the Lord said unto Moses, put forth thine hand, and take it by the tail. And he put forth thine hand, and caught it. And it became a rod in his hand. That they may believe that the the, the Lord God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, have appeared unto thee. And the Lord said, Furthermore unto him, Put now thine hand into thy bosom. And he put his hand into his bosom. And when he took it out, behold, the hand was leprous as snow. 
And he said, put thine hand back in thy bosom again. And he put his hand back in his bosom again and plucked it out of his bosom. And behold, it was turned again as uh, his other flesh. And it shall come to pass, if they will not believe thee, neither hearken to thy voice of the first sign, that they will believe the voice of the latter sign. And it shall come to pass, if they will not believe also these two signs, neither hearken unto the voice uh, that thou shalt take of the water of the river and pour it upon dry land. And the water which thou takest out of the river shall become blood unto the dry land. And Moses said unto the Lord, O my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither here therefore heretofore, nor, nor since thou hast spoken unto thy servant. But I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. Listen to those excuses. And the Lord said unto him, Who hath made man's mouth? Or who maketh the dumb or deaf, the dumb or deaf, or the seeing or the blind? Have I not the Lord? Is that not me? Nor therefore go. Now therefore go, and I will be with thy mouth and teach thee which thou wilt say. And he said, O my Lord, send, I pray thee, by the hand of him whom thou wilt send. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses, and he said, Is not Aaron the Levite thy brother? I know that he can speak well, and also, behold, he cometh forth to meet uh, thee, where to meet thee, and when he seeth thee, he will be glad in his heart. Uh, Last verse, verse 15, And thou shalt speak unto him, and put the words in his mouth, and I will be in thy mouth, and with this mouth, and will teach and with his mouth, and will teach you what you shall do. All right, that was, that was a lot, felt like a lot. But let's do a little review of uh, our lessons. So lesson number one, we meet, um, w- excuse me, lesson number one, we see that the Israelites are uh, in bondage. We saw that how they got there. They got there from, uh, there was a famine, and then they came to Egypt because there wasn't a famine in Egypt and because of Joseph and his brothers. That's how Israel got to Egypt. That was lesson number one. Lesson number one, we meet Moses. Moses was born, um, and the children of Israel were in bondage for a long time, and Moses was born, and God called out his servant, his man, that he's going to lead the people out. Lesson number two was uh, the burning bush. We see Moses at the burning bush. God says, Moses, Moses calls him out and he's like wow i'm seeing this bush it's not consumed although it's burning and god says take off your shoes this is holy ground he takes off his shoes and god calls him out and god calls him to be uh greater and to do more kind of that is his calling uh in the burning bush and here we are at verse uh excuse me at chapter four and uh now god is giving moses some proof some signs and uh, man, I, I do not, um, I don't want to pick on Moses, but I see his excuses. And I most certainly have some excuses too. <laughs> like, uh, God, well, I can't do this. And let me tell you why. And God says, didn't I create you? Isn't, aren't I the one that put these words into your mouth? Aren't I the one that, uh, and Moses said, I stutter. And God is like, I know, I created you. Like, I know all things. I know you stutter. You can still do this thing. I'm, I'm still calling you. And I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. But that is the, the, the review 
that we did. Uh, <clears throat> so let's begin. After 40 years in the desert, God appears to Moses and in the burning bush, calls him out to lead his people out of bondage and out of Egypt. After God, after God proving to Moses his attributes, you'll remember that from last week, uh, omniscient, uh, omnipotent, all-powerful, all-knowing, all-present, uh, God was proving to Moses his attributes um, in being the great I am. He said, who called you? Who call, who's in this bush? I am. I remember that. Moses' response was doubt and excuses. And that's what we read today. Doubt and excuses. And many of us struggle to believe that God can use us. And we wish, uh, this, this was really good, we wish for a godly marriage but believe that that is for other people. We hear messages about giving, but believe that is for the people that have a lot of money or the rich people. And we know that God wants us to be witnesses, but that's for the talkative people. Uh, not for me. I, I, it's hard for me to be a witness. It's hard for me to invite people to church, invite people to Easter, uh, which is just a week from today. Uh, you know, you don't know who I am. And, and God says, excuse me, didn't I create you? Hello? Like, I, I'm the one that created you. I know that you have difficulty talking to people. I know it's, everything is awkward. Oh, it's awkward when I talk to people. And God says, I know, I know. I'm the one who created you. I, I've, I've got this. And, and, and that's what he's proving to Moses, and he'll prove the, uh, this today to us. Uh, today in Sunday school, this, this is what I said. Today in Sunday school, I want to use Moses and break the bondage of our doubt. That's one thing that we can, uh, you know, the theme book, Breaking Bondage. We're going to break bondage of doubt uh, this morning. And, and we read how Moses was doubtful. Uh, he gave many excuses. And, and God, I think you're talking to the wrong person, uh, was basically his attitude. Go talk to someone else. Uh, do you not know what I've done? And again, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. So, uh, excuse me. How much would your walk with God changed if you stopped doubting what he has already said? So we have, a, we have a, a big Bible, a thick Bible, and God gives us all of his words. And, and how much would our Christian walk and our life change if we started leaning on those promises? And, and well, God said it, and I know he will. And, and yes, that's faith. That, that's walking with faith. I'm just, I just questioned how much would our lives change uh, if we stopped doubting. And I'm not saying like, well, it's all me, all pride. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is our doubts, if our doubts were diminished and we, pro we held on to what God has already done, already said, and knowing that uh, God isn't going to call me to do a work without enabling me to do the work and so on, uh, how, would, how would our Christian walks and lives change? Uh, just a question there. Uh, like Moses did. Moses' life changed. He let a nation, he, he helped usher a nation out of slavery. Uh, a big change. And Moses was like, go talk to someone else. Like, I don't think I'm your guy. Anyway, uh, number one, the reluctance of Moses. That's number one. The reluctance of Moses. You can write that down. The reluctance of Moses. Exodus 4.1 Exodus 4.1, and Moses answered and said, so this is, af this is the, the, after the burning bush, Moses answered and said, but behold, they won't believe me. 
nor hearken unto my voice. For they will say, the Lord hath not appeared unto thee. They they aren't going to believe me when I say to them that God sent me. There's no way uh, that you'll see a bunch of excuses in chapter 4 as we already read it. Uh, The reluctance of Moses, uh, letter A, the lack of faith. Letter A, the lack of faith. Moses heard the promise of God, but flatly declared God had made a mistake by choosing him. And we have, the, we have the things on the screen there. The reluctance of Moses and lack of faith. Uh, and that God's plan would not work. Why did Moses feel this way? Maybe, let, do you want to discuss that a little bit? Why did Moses feel? Moses answered and said, They won't believe me. They won't hear me. And they'll say that the Lord didn't appear unto me. Why did Moses believe that? Anybody want to answer that? He thought his life was a lie. Yeah, he was a prince with the Egypt the Egyptians, but he's really a Hebrew. Nathan, raise your hand. Yeah, Kurt, do you want to? How long? So Kurt said it's been about 400 years at this time since the last time that God personally spoke to man. And Moses said, God, they're not going to believe me. Uh, they, they're going to think anything else. <laughs> that, you know, I, they're not going to believe me. And, uh, and uh, what, he, what, what we have written down, uh, remember, was it the murder that Moses killed someone? Remember? And, uh, and that's just a little thing that we need to bring up in our minds every now and then. Uh, remember that Moses just, uh, just killed someone, and that was like 40 years from this time. Uh, he killed someone. And the people of Israel and, and the Egyptians knew that. Kurt? Well, no, when he killed the Egyptian, they don't believe me. He turned and said, are you going to kill me too? Do you have my I'm I'm just kidding. I, I was I was I'm getting to that. You get the gold star for the day. Uh, I'm getting to that. But yes, yes. Uh, he said. Uh, Kurt said uh, that didn't an didn't an Egyptian say? Oh Moses, it's Moses. He's going to kill me too. Uh, kind of mocking him, or maybe it was serious. Um, that oh, watch out, it's Moses. And then Moses says, Oh my goodness, they know. Because I buried the body in the sand and I tried to, you know, I tried to escape and hopefully nobody saw what I just did. And oh man, and I think it clicked with Moses that this was public knowledge. Oh man, they know. Oh man, they know that who I am. We're going to circle around to that. Yes, Pastor. Yeah, I have some flaws, and not only do I have flaws, but people know about my flaws. Yeah, that was, I think, what was happening. Of they know they they know what happened, they know my past. I think you're talking to the wrong guy, you know. I think go talk to that holier person over there, which in Jesus's time would be the uh, um, Sadducees and Pharisees. Yeah. 
go talk to them. Why are you talking to me, fishermen? You know, why are you talking to this fisherman? Why, why don't you talk to the holy people? Anyway, uh, God is still calling witnesses for him today. God is still calling witnesses for him today. And when it comes to being a witness in my life, I can't. I'm unqualified. We are unqualified. And, but God, again, this, this was said last week. God doesn't call the qualified, but he qualifies the called. Say, God, I'm, I'm unworthy to do this. I'm, I'm, I'm just not the guy to invite my coworkers to church. I'm just not the person to have this Bible study with uh, my mom who's not saved. I'm just, I think you need to talk to someone else. Uh, by the way, they know my past. They know that I've made some mistakes. They know that I've had an addiction to drugs. And they're not going to believe me. And God said, I'm not making a mistake here. I'm, I'm, I'm calling my person. I'm calling my, my person. So anyway, uh, what are we called to do? You know, what are we called to do? Be holy for I am holy. Uh, be witnesses of me. Even as the Father has sent me, so send I you. And I'm giving some examples of what is God calling us to do. God has already called us. He already has. Men, women, it's not pastor or nothing. It's, it's, you've, you're called to be holy just as, as much as I am. You're called to be a witness just as much as I am. And as the Father has sent Jesus, He sends us. No different than me and all of us. And that's our calling. That's what we're called to do. Philippians 1.6. Philippians 1.6. Being confident of this very thing, he that hath per, uh, begun a work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Uh, God will complete the work that he's doing. Uh, he'll complete the work that he's doing in you. And being confident in what thing? Because it says, being confident in this very thing. In what thing? That Jesus, and it, it points to Jesus, Jesus has begun a work in you and being confident in Jesus, in, in faith, you know, being co- more confident in our faith, not a doubter, in other words. That's what I'm circling around. Not a doubter. Uh, you know, this reminds me, I'll just say this very quickly, of when God called pastor to South Dakota. Like, you know, pick someone else or uh, I'll go somewhere else or uh, man, I've got a church waiting for me with 500 people. Uh, no, no. God called pastor to South Dakota and, and said, hey, I got to work for you. I, I, I need you to do something for me. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just sit. That's all I'll say about that. You too may be in a season of doubt. We, we have seasons of doubt. And, and hey, it's okay to admit it. It's okay to, to sit here and you don't need to raise your hand. And you don't need to it's okay. It's okay to say, I've been doubting lately. I've been having some problems lately, and I've been doubting God lately, and I've been having some thoughts that just, are, I'm having a hard time escaping my mind. You too may be doubting, but uh, God uses this to stretch us and to grow our faith. And Moses failed to listen to God, and that's why his faith was lacking. Uh, Exodus 3.12 Exodus 3.12. And he said, certainly I will be with thee. So this is Exodus 3. We're in Exodus 4. So this is what God has already said. This is past news. What God has already said to Moses. Certainly I will be with thee. And this shall be a token unto thee that I have sent thee 
when thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt, and ye shall serve God upon this mountain. He's, this is what God has already said, and then the excuses come in chapter 4. Then the I can't do it, and the doubt comes in chapter 4. And we must remind ourselves what God has already said. God's already said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. But why do I have a problem believing that? And God has already said uh, that He won't uh, tell you to do something and then leave you. He'll equip you. He'll, he'll guide you in doing it. And then He told Moses, I'll be in your mouth. I'll help you. I'll tell you what to say. And we still have a hard time believing that God's going to do it. All right. Uh, you may be in a season of doubt, but this is, you know, even Moses was lacking. Uh, who, so let's, there was a, a discussion question, and I'm, it, this is difficult to me to be all places at once, but the discussion question, who are the people in Bible times or Bible examples who had extreme doubt and a lack of faith? Somebody want to answer that? Bible example and this is on your discussion on the, the book that you're in. Thomas. Thomas had extreme doubt and a lack of faith. Correct. Someone else? Gideon. Gideon. Yeah, there it is. Who are some biblical personalities who had times of extreme doubt and a lack of faith? And how was their faith strengthened? Betray you? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody but Peter. Yeah, I agree with that. So we, simply put, we need to believe what God has already said. And we have a full, completed Bible when Moses didn't have this. You know, he didn't have all the promises of the Bible. Um, and we need to believe the things that God has already said. So Moses had a lack of faith. He had a lack of vision. So uh, there it is on the screen. Letter A, a lack of faith, and letter B, uh, a lack of vision. Proverbs twenty nine eighteen. Uh, Proverbs twenty nine eighteen. Where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keepeth the law happy is he. Where there's no vision, the people perish, and he that keepeth the law happy is he. Uh, Nathan, can you go back to the letters? Thank you. There we go. Um, it is so important today, it is so important that Christians develop uh, a biblical vision. We need men to have a biblical vision for their family. I'll, I'll just stop right there. We need men in our church and, and men all over the United States and our country and, and leaders. We need men to have a biblical vision for their family, a goal uh, a, a place uh, of leadership where they want their family to go. Mothers who need to have a vision for a Christ-like home and atmosphere. We need church members who have a vision for their potential, uh, for their church to impact the community and shape the lives of their youth. We, we need to be a church that does impact our community uh, and, and does make a difference and to, to others around us. Because people will perish without a biblical vision. People will perish without a biblical vision. I want to get off, uh, get off the point a little bit. And you're welcome to discuss this and we're welcome to move on to. But I have heard tw Proverbs 29, 18 multiple times, multiple times preached um, 
without a vision, the people perish, and this is the pastor's vision, and, and this is, is my vision, and all of you have to hop on board, uh, and this is the way we're going, and this is the way it is, because that's the way it is. And, and, and it seems like this, this, without a vision, the people perish. Well, that's, that's the pastor's vision, and we just need to hop on board to what he says. And as I read this in the book, I had to read this about five times because it was telling me that I should have a vision. And this was kind of new news to me. Like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, I should have a vision for my family, for the way I want to direct Abby and possible future children. Okay, no announcement today. Okay, no announcement today. But, the, you know, I should have a vision for how I want to uh, raise children and how I want to be, you know, in, in my home with Abby. I should have a, vi- I should have a vision uh, for my church and try and reach goals and try and reach people in my community. I should have a vision for that. I should have a goal. I should have a biblical mindset. You know, that's what it's talking about. So this has changed my view already. Going from, well, you just need to do what I say to, oh, I should have a vision too. A biblical worldview, in other words. Uh, anybody want to discuss that or we can move on? Danny. Mm-hmm. Amen. I agree with that. Yes. Miss Toya. Amen. I agree with that. It's uh, she. I'll just repeat a little bit. It's like you're driving a car, and if your vision is forward, you'll be going forward. But if you're, and I've done this before, I'm like, oh, look at that car over there. That's a nice car. And Abby says, hey, watch out. You know, keep your eyes on the road and uh, things like that. And she says, without our vision, without a, a goal and, and a, a perspective, a biblical worldview, uh, we'll start to get skewed a little bit. We'll start to you know, dip back and forth to the right, to the left, to the ditch, and so on. Uh, all right, we'll, we'll move on. A shot was taken. <laughs> and uh, God and Moses' vision did not connect. And you could say, why right here? And I believe that we already discussed this. Remember, well, God called out Moses and Moses said, no, not me. And we already answered why. Remember verse one, uh, behold, they will not believe me and so on. And we already discussed this. And this is kind of where we are again. Um, God's vision for Moses and Moses's vision did not connect. It did not come together. And again, could it be his past history? And now here we go to Exodus 2, 13 and 14. 
Here we go, Kurt. Exodus 2, 13 and 14. And when he went out the second day, behold, two men of the Hebrews strove together and said to him that did the, did the wrong, Wherefore smitest thou thy fellow? And he said, Who made thee a prince and a judge over us? Why, why are you judge, uh, jury, and executioner? Uh, intendest thou to kill me? Are you going to kill me too? And thou killest the Egyptian? And Moses feared and said, Surely they know this thing. Oh no, they know. <laughs> they know. <laughs> oh no. That's bad news. And this is in the past. So this is Exodus 2. This is in the past. And then Exodus 4, God says, Hey Moses, I have a vision for you. I have a, a biblical worldview for you. I have, a, I have a thing that I want you to accomplish. And, and Moses says, But they know some things about me. I've got a problem. They know some things about me. So, uh, let me go back to my notes. They know my history. Oh no. God comes to us and says, I have a vision for you. I have a plan for you. And Moses had a lack of faith and a lack of vision because they know my past. They know what I've done. And uh, people know what I've done. My, my guilt, uh, my tattoos, my divorce, my history with drugs, and, and what, so on. And do not let your past blur your vision. Let's hit the pause button. Uh, do not let your past blur your vision. And uh, we, have a, we have a vision for this church, and I want the people of this church to have a vision. And this vision is not only for pastor, and we just need to blindly follow. This, this vision, this goal, 22 continue, is for all of us. We're going to continue in what the Lord has said. This is all, what all of us are going to do. And uh, I want to be a church of, of, of vision, of, of striving. Forgetting the past, you, you, uh, a verse might come up. Forgetting the past, press toward the mark. And that's Philippians 3.13. Go to uh, Philippians 3.13. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. Forgetting the things which are behind and reaching forth with the vision to those things which are before, I press toward the mark of the, of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And boy, is this easier said than done. <laughs> hey, I'm with you. I am with you. I am with you. Way easier said than done. Well, oh, I'm thinking, pastor, I can't do that. I've got a past. Well, you just need to forget about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm depressed. Well, stop being depressed. Oh, okay. I'll do that. <laughs> That's easier said than done. Way easier said than done. But... uh in our example today, this morning, again, we're breaking bondage of doubt this morning. We're going we're gonna to break bondage of, I can't do that. Here's why. I can't speak. I can't do this. I can't do that. And they know my history. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Forgetting the past and pressing toward the mark with your vision, uh, you have to put past failures behind you so that you can accomplish what God has for your future putting past failures behind you so that you can accomplish what God has for your future. We have been given incredible promises from God in our Bible. Incredible promises. And He gives us all what we need to do in His will and calls us to believe and act on faith. I, easier said than done. 
but I'm working on this with you. You know, I'm working on this with you. And uh, we ought to strive with our vision toward this. Romans 8.31, please. Romans 8.31. What shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? I'll just keep going. Number one, the reluctance of Moses. Number two, the revelation of God. The revelation of God. All right, I'm going to kick it into gear. And I know I need to go a little bit faster. Ready? Kick it into gear in my Ford. Go a little bit faster. I'm just, I'm just picking on my, my friend Daniel. Exodus 4, 2, and 3. Exodus 4, 2, and 3. The Lord said unto him, what's in your, what's in your hand? So Exodus 4, 1, excuses. Exodus 4, 2. The Lord said unto him, what's in your hand? And Moses said, it's a rod. <clears throat> he said, cast it into the ground. Cast it on the ground. And he cast it on the ground. It became a serpent. And Moses fled before it. <laughs> I like that. I'm, I'm afraid of snakes. Snakes are a no from me. No, I'll do spiders before I do snakes. No. And pastor said there was a snake outside this morning. There was a snake at our entrance, I think. Nothing says welcome to church like quite like a snake. Yeah, it's uh, snakes are a no. All right. Maybe I shouldn't admit that because somebody's going to pick on me. Uh, his power demonstrated. That's, um, that's the next point. So that's 2A, his power demonstrated, I believe. Yeah, there we go. It's on the TV. Uh, two, uh, 2A, his power demonstrated. The revelation of God, his power demonstrated. Um, and Moses said, well, God said, what's in your hand? And Moses was like, a rod. Like, don't, you already see what's, you all know, you know all things. What are, you, what are you talking about? What's in my hand? It's a rod. And God said, well, throw it on the ground. And then it became a serpent. And uh, God is demonstrating his power uh, that he did with the burning bush. He's demonstrating his power again and uh, proving to Moses that you can trust me. You, you can do this thing. Uh, Exodus 4, 4 and 5. And the Lord said to Moses, put forth thine hand and take it by the tail. And he took it forth his hand and caught it and became a rod again. Uh, verse 5, that they may believe the Lord, the God of the fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, hath appeared unto thee. So here's your proof. Here's, here's the proof is in the pudding. You know, I've got a rod that can turn into a snake, and that freaks me out. <laughs> so God let Moses know, even though his doubts, I'm still almighty. I'm still the all, the I am, and he's proving it to Moses. He's giving him the, the, the proof and uh, don't forget who you're talking to. <laughs> I wrote that down. Don't forget who you're talking to, Moses. Because Moses just said, I can't do it. Here's why. And God said, put, put the rod, throw it down. There's a serpent. Don't forget who you're talking to. I am the Almighty. I can do all things. I'm the I am. All-knowing, all-powerful, just like I showed you before. Don't forget who you're talking to. God, I can't do it. I can't. I'm too nervous. I'm awkward. Excuse me, who are you talking to? I made you. I created you. I know that. Anyway, he shows another miracle. Exodus 4, 6 and 7. Uh, and the Lord said, furthermore, uh, he put this hand into his bosom and took it out. And his hand was leprous as snow. That's disgusting. And he said, put thine hand back into thy bosom again. He put his hand back into his bosom and plucked it out and said it was turned as his other flesh. 
So number two, number one, the rod. Number two, his hand. Uh, and he was proving to Moses who he is. This is his power demonstrated. He's demonstrating, stop focusing on yourself. Because Mo- God said before, remember in verse three, I'll be with you. You got this. You can do it. But God, I can't. Who are you talking to? Stop focusing on yourself. Stop focusing on the I can't, but focus on the I am. All right. Uh, Now, his power demonstrated, his promise declared. Uh, That's B. His promise declared. His power demonstrated A and B, his his power, his promise declared. Uh, After his power, he gives a promise. After demonstrating he's all powerful, then he gives a promise. And I'll just read that. Why don't you keep that on the screen? I'll just read Exodus 4, 8, and 9. And it shall come to pass, if they will not believe thee, neither hearken to thy voice of the first sign, the rod, and believe the voice of the latter sign, the hand and the bosom. And it shall come to pass, if they will not believe also these two signs, neither hearken unto thy voice. From who sent you, the I am sent you, me. Then thou shalt take the water out of the river, pour it on dry land, and the water which thou takest out of the river will become blood on the dry land. Do you ever doubt God's promises? <laughs> That's something we do not want to admit. <laughs> do we ever doubt? And, and sometimes it's like, hey, guess what God did for this person? That's good for that person, but that's not for me. You know, hey, guess what God did? And, and I did this thing out of faith and God delivered and it, it was great. And you're like, wow. Well, that person can do it, not me. Well, I mean, they were raised this way. They were raised in church. I wasn't. You know, that's good for them. That's, I, I don't think I can do that. That's not for me. Uh, things like that. And, and um, you, you can doubt God's promises. You might say, uh, you might not say you do, but you do in your action. And this is definitely faith. This is a faith thing. We need to have faith in what God has already said. The question is, will you listen to your doubts or will you listen to God? And that's definitely the, the flesh versus the spirit. Are you going to listen to the doubts? Are you going to listen to this is not feasibly possible? Or put your faith into God who is all-powerful, all-knowing, and all-great. So uh, we must, I want to implore you or encourage you, we must listen to God's promises and not your reason. Now, this is against all reason. This doesn't make sense. Uh, we must listen to God's promises and not, not what always makes sense. So, um, I have asked the discussion question. Let me flip. Uh, what was the next discussion question? Oh, we don't. Oh, here we go. Got it. We won't be able to listen to God's promises if we don't know what they are. I'll say that one more time. Uh, we won't be able to listen. So I'm, I'm like, hey, don't listen to your doubts. Listen to God's promises. How are you going to do that if you don't know what God's promises are? Uh, so what are some practical ways that you can keep the promises of God's word before you and focus on them throughout your week? That's the discussion question in your book. Yes, uh, Brother Ron.
Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. Uh, Brother Ron said that that, uh, we come short of God's perfection, and this is why we struggle. This is why we have hard times and doubts, because God has a a high bar set. Uh, And it's not, sometimes you look at perfection, and you're like, well, I can't do that. And that's something that I do too often. Well, uh, holiness, I can't do that. All right, I'm going to turn and walk the other way. Uh, no, it's, it's to strive for this. It is to work for this. It is to, to uh, daily accomplish this, similar to lifting weights. Uh, uh, you don't see it overnight, but it's to strive and accomplish, to get to, um, to strive for perfection. I'm not going to say that you can reach it. I'm going to say that you need to strive for it daily, and for holiness. That's what Brother Ron said. What are some practical ways that we can keep God's promises uh, from God's Word and focus on them throughout our week? Amen. I'm going to repeat that. Put a reminder in your phone. Maybe an alarm or a reminder and uh, write a verse or write a write something in there to remind you something, Pastor. For people my age, brother, uh, I'll write a verse on an index card, and uh, maybe like I got one on my presser, uh, out of Isaiah forty, and just go ahead and just read that every once in a while about God's promise and power, and we can like put cards around. Don't you put a put them on there, uh, ladies? That there's only mirrors and one in a day, and put one makeup or whatever like that, and just. Just always being up before the equipment, the truck, whatever. Mm-hmm. Actually having it written down, printed out, whatever. Amen. You know, we just see it and we can memorize it. Amen. Uh, my mom always put it on the fridge, and she consistently has a Bible verse on the fridge, and she'll say, this is the one I'm trying to memorize. This is the one I'm trying to claim this week. I'm having a hard time with this and that and the other. And um, she would put a verse on the fridge. I had... Um, index cards in my pocket, and um, I would do that. Call me old school, too. That's fine. You can do it on your phone, on your notes. I had a friend of mine, his screensaver was Bible verses. He just kind of screenshot a Bible verse, so every time he turned on his phone, that screensaver was uh, Bible verses. These are ways that we can claim and remember God's promises, and you know, I I want to say this carefully. I I don't know if it's a sin to have doubt, but, you know, we have ways that can help our doubt. We we have ways that can that can diminish our doubt. Daily reminders that we can do uh, to be, I guess, less doubtful. Um, So let's let's uh, move on here. There we go. Uh, Number one, the reluctance of Moses. Number two, the revelation of God. And number three, the resources of God. 
Yeah. There is one, two, and three on the screen. Um, I will read Exodus 4.10 and just uh, look on the screen and write down the resources of God. Exodus 4.10, Moses said unto the Lord, O Lord, I'm not eloquent, neither therefore, more excuses, <laughs> neither herefore nor since thou hast spoken unto thy servant, I'm slow of speech um, and slow of tongue. So I, can't, I can't do it. And uh, so that is the resources of God. Uh, God is our creator, and that is 3A, I believe. God is our creator. And I've already touched on this a lot. God, I can't do it. And God says, I know. <laughs> I know your struggles. I know your past. Uh, I'm the one that created you. Like, I, I know. Uh, I know it's awkward to talk to people. I know it's weird. It feels, ugh. no, I just don't like it. Way out of my comfort zone. I will let the talkative people do that, not me. Uh, God is our creator. Moses goes to God with his complaints and his problems, and God says, well, yeah, I created you. I believe God helps us with our problems so that we don't rely on ourselves. Um, I've wondered sometimes, and I don't want to dive deep into this, why do we have problems? Why did God make me... um, It's difficult for me to talk to people I don't know. Why did God make me that way? And then now I have to talk to people that I don't know so that I'll rely on God, so that I'll rely on his power to accomplish that work. Uh, Kurt, do you have something? Uh, So I'll, I'll rely on God. I'll rely on his power to accomplish that. And there is, hey, you'll always have a time of like, ah, I can't do that. I cannot be a Sunday school teacher. I cannot give a 10 minute devotion to men or women or I just, to my neighbors, I just, I I just can't do it. And God says, yes, I know I created you. And maybe it's difficult so that you'll rely on me and not on yourself. Okay, that's very, I'll move on. Very simple, very simple. Uh, God knows all of Moses' difficulties, all of Moses' insecurities. He's the all-knowing, I am God who is all-powerful. And, uh, and we can say us. God knows our insecurities. God knows where we sh- fall short of perfection. God knows that we are not good enough. And yet he still calls us to do a work and wants us to rely on him because he's all-powerful, because he's all-knowing. And that is an easy way to rely on him, knowing those things. God is our teacher. That's letter B. God is our teacher. I'm almost done. I'm, I'm quickly finishing uh, that's three, number three B, God is our teacher. And that's on the screen there. God has promised to show his power through Moses. Uh, or I read a little too soon. Uh, I'll read Exodus 4.12. Keep that on the screen. Exodus 4.12. God is your teacher. Now therefore go and I will be with thy mouth and I will teach thee what thou shalt say. I don't know how to do it. Well, okay, God's called me to talk to people I don't know and invite them to church. And I'm, I know I'm harping on that one a lot. There's other things that we tell God that we can't do. Um, but God, has, God is our teacher. Not only, he called, well, he called me to do it and I, I'll do it. I don't know how. Now what? <laughs> now I don't know how. <clears throat> I don't know how to do this thing, do this work. But God's our teacher. He said, Moses, I'll teach you. I'll teach you what to say. I'll 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 give you a mouthpiece. I'll I'll show you what to say. <clears throat> Zechariah four six. Zechariah <clears throat> four six. There. Uh, I want to start in the middle. Not by might, nor by power, 
But thy, by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts, uh, not by your might, not by your power, but by my spirit. Again, that's eliminating doubts and that's relying on God. It's not, it's not because you can just, you're talented to do this all by yourself. And that reminds me of preaching. Um, I am not talented to preach all by myself. <laughs> it's only by his spirit, saith the Lord of hosts, that I can, that I can preach and speak to people. Um, uh, and it's not because, well, you're just gifted and talented. Uh, no. Uh, and that's the same with Sunday school teachers. And that's the same with all the things that we do throughout our church. It's not by what we can do, but it's by what God can do and by his spirit. Uh, God is our helper. Uh, God is our creator, our teacher. God is our helper. That's letter C. God's our helper. Moses felt unable, but God offered him divine help. Moses had a lot of excuses. He felt unable, and God offered him divine help. Uh, Exodus four thirteen and 15. He said, O my Lord, send, I pray thee, by the hand of whom thou wilt send. <laughs> there he said, uh, send someone else. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses, and he said, Is not Abraham the Levite thy brother? I know that he can speak well. Uh, excuse me, Aaron. Is not Aaron? I was like, Abraham. Aaron the Levite thy brother, I know that he can speak well. And also, behold, he cometh forth to meet thee, and when he seeth thee, he will be glad in his heart. Uh, I'm unable to do this, he said. I, I'll give you the tools to do it. And sometimes God answers our prayers with people. Just one more time. Sometimes God answers our prayers with people. And, uh, and sometimes we look for something physical or, you know, Lord, help me pay off my debt. And then a person will come along who's a money coach. says, but God, I was supposed to win the lottery, you know. I don't want this money coach. Um, and, and so on and so on. Uh, and God will help us sometimes by sending a person. Uh, here we are at conclusion. Well, uh, no, Exodus, I already read that. He said, I'm going to send Aaron. I'm going to help you. Here's a person that will help you. Uh, here's our conclusion. God is our helper, our enabler. He enables us, by the way. God's our enabler. He, he helps us. He enables us. And we need to allow him to do that. And not focus on our doubts. Easier said than done. Remember God's promises. And, and put something, say, I'm struggling with this lately. I'm going to put that on my fridge. I'm going to put that in my phone. I'm going to put that somewhere that I look every day. In the mirror, in the truck, uh, something. You know, to remind yourself of God's promises. You can live by reason and doubt. Or you can live by faith and revelation. You can live by what God says has already said or already proven. I find it interesting how God proved a bunch of things and Moses uh, said, I don't think so. And then God proved more things again. <laughs> God gave him three multiple chances saying, let me prove my power. And Moses said, uh, are you sure? And God said, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, so that's, uh, that is the end. Uh, any discussion, anything to talk about, Miss Dawn?